Before Brother Adel brings the message, he'd like us to read this morning from Matthew chapter 2. He told me Ken stole his message. I wonder if that's a sin. Well, no, it's not a sin. Because they were thinking in the same vein in the spirit of the Holy Spirit. And it was blessing what Ken shared this morning. Matthew chapter 2, we'll begin reading at verse 1. Gospel according to Matthew chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests, And scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to him gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. May God bless the reading of his word. Thank you again, Dean. Thank you, musicians and singers and each and everyone. I truly enjoy Christmas. And I would like to say, in case I forget it, which I will not, Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas. Without ho, 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 ho. But yeah. Uh, Ken started this morning speaking about the wise men and what they offered. And I uh, wanted to uh, know this. Lord, do you want me to speak about the wise men on Sunday morning? And then I thought I wanted to talk about the shepherds. But uh, somehow my heart kept on the wise men and Ken stole half of my message. That's okay. But uh, that will sh- shows us that the Word of God is a source that will never dry up. And that's, each one has a different message, and I hope the Lord will speak to us in this beautiful message. Keep your Bibles open at Matthew chapter 2. And another thing I would like to tell you that um, I've been praying for rain. Obviously. <laughs> 
I've been praying for rain, and rain has come. <laughs> and uh, we enjoyed it. And uh, this reminds me of the preacher. I told you that before. On a gloomy day in uh, England, and uh, everybody was so wet and cold. And, uh, well, they said, let's see. He was always a positive preacher. Let's see what he's going to pray about today. And then he said, thank you, Father, that it's not every day like this day. (laughs) So every day. So we're going to have some respite from rain, and it will come again, and then we'll have a good winter. Then we'll have a great summer. We'll have one. So uh, do not be dismayed. And thank God for each and every person who's here. You have, uh, you're courageous to come and, uh, and say Merry Christmas to us all. Because this is the last Sunday before Christmas. May the Lord give you a great Christmas. The visit of the wise men. The visit of the wise men. And why do we call them wise men? And I'd like to share with you a few points why these were so wise. They call them magis or the wise men. And in our language it's better to stick to the word wise men. This is a great story and a great something that happened over 2,000 years ago. In order, these wise men, the Bible says, came from the east. Which was famed for its wisdom. And uh, the Bible mentions that in uh, uh, 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 30. And uh, men of the east, wise men of the east. But these were wise men for many other reasons. The first point I'd like to bring to you, let's go straight for the sake of time. There were wise indeed when they turned their backs upon human wisdom. They came all the way. And as we heard this morning, the journey according to historians, might have taken two years. We don't know exactly how long. But they left their wisdom, their own own understanding. They were, some people say they were astrologers, some historians. I don't know. The Bible says they were wise men. And we're going to stick to that. And they came. And put their wisdom aside and bowed down low at Jesus' feet. I think this is the essence of wisdom in my opinion. Because they realized by doing that, the wisdom of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 24 it says, But to those who are the called, us, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ, the power of God, And the wisdom of God. They came and bowed down before the wisdom of God. And when we come to Jesus Christ, we need to leave all wisdom, all understanding, all knowledge, all education aside, and bow down at the real wisdom of God. The second point. I'm going to... They were wise because they acted... On what they saw. When the star appeared to them. 
Immediately, they did not question. And others may, might have seen the stars. And these stars. But these wise men not only saw the star, but came to visit the one who saves the world. They came from afar, as we said. They took a long and weary journey to see and worship Christ, the Savior. By contrast, contrast the multitudes in our day and age do not believe the word of God. They believe the star. They read about it. And the star was there. They believed it. Remember those people when we, you talk to, they say, oh, we don't believe the star. We don't believe this happened. But these who believed were treated gloriously. And those of us who believe in Jesus Christ are treated gloriously. We have been, we, there's a treat for each and every believer, each and every person who come and bows down at the feet of Jesus Christ. And you ask people who are even attending church to come forward from their seat to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. The journey from the seat about three, four yards is so difficult, while the journey about two, for two years wasn't difficult for these wise men to come and bow themselves at the feet of Jesus. Oh, may God works in our hearts. So when we see the call, when hear the call, and know what we need to do and come to Jesus, just, just run, run to Jesus and He will give you life and life eternal. Don't you think they were wise by doing that? Now, the third point. These men were wise because they had great faith. They had great faith. They did not ask whether, if you notice the Bible, but where Jesus was born. They did not come all this way and said, okay, uh, is it true that he was born here? No. They said, where is he that was born king? It's not whether. They believed they had great faith. They took such a long journey believing that they are going to find the child. What a faith. May God give us this faith. They were concerned. When they heard, they were concerned. Those living in Jerusalem and Bethlehem obviously heard and heard were indifferent. They didn't care. They were not even troubled about that. But their great faith gives us, gives us faith ourselves. Though they traveled for a long time, but they came with great faith to bow at the feet of Jesus. The fourth point, quickly. They were wise because they recognized in the humble infant, Christ, the King of the Jews. We heard a little bit today. The King of the Jews. This, this requires great faith, dear friends. For actually, they merely saw a little baby. They saw a little baby in a very uncommon place. 
And the Bible says they saw him when they came to the house. He was not yet uh, still at the stable. He moved. And many people uh, have their drawings. We have cars that the wise men came to the little stable. No, they came to the house. The Bible says in verse 11. And they came into the house and saw the child. So they came into a humble house. They looked at the house. And commonplace, humble home, nursed by a mother of the lower class of people. There were no signs at the door, says, here was born. There is no signs of splendor. There is no signs of announcement of his birth. It was humility at its highest or lowest level. And fifth, they were wise because they worshipped. We heard this morning. They came to worship. They did not come all that way only to satisfy their curiosity. Though they were educated. They were of men of respect. Okay. But they didn't want to come and satisfy their curiosity. No, to have any questions being answered. Not at all. The question was answered the moment they left their home. Long, long time ago. What is there in an only home to find? This was not a concern to them. They left comfort, families, friends, homes, jobs, everything. They said, where is he? Because we want to come and worship him. May the Lord exercise our hearts. Jesus Christ is our midst. We don't have to travel long journeys, but we have to realize we need to worship Christ the King. May our heart worship the only one who is worthy of worship, the Lord Jesus Christ. They had assurance that this child is the king. But he was not treated like a king. He who the Bible describes, him being the brightness of God's glory, was rejected. He is the, ex, he, the express of the image of God. In Hebrews it says. And he upholds all things by the word of his power. He was rejected. We have no place. We have no place in our inns, in our hotels, in our homes, in our hearts for him. May God help us to have open hearts for the Lord Jesus Christ. And welcome him with open hearts and open arms. And say, Lord Jesus, come and reside in my heart. Not only this Christmas, but reside in my heart all year long. Amen? Amen. The world has no place for him. Just a reminder. No place for him in his birth. No place for him when he was growing up. He said it. There is no place. To lay my head on. No place during his youth. And no place for him to be buried. When he died. For you and for me. Let's give him the right place. The world rejected him. But may our cry this this afternoon now. Rather. May our cry be. Lord Jesus. I have a place. Take the preeminence in my life. And occupy my life and my heart. Number six. 
They were wise because they worshipped the child. Not the mother. I'm, I don't want to step on anyone's feet here. They worshipped the child. And because they presented gifts for the child. We heard about that this morning. And in this word of God, which is the only authority we go by, five times mentioned in the chapter 2, okay, that they came to the child and his mother. In verse 11, if you have your books, you can follow with me. Okay, a little Bible study here. Okay, verse 11. They came to the house and saw the child and Mary. In verse 13, the child and his mother. In verse 14, the child and his mother. In verse 20, the child and his mother. And in verse 21, the child and his mother. Reminder that we worship Jesus Christ, not his mother. He must have the preeminence. He is to be worshipped and no one else. And a question for us all. Who do we worship today? Who do I worship? Do I worship the Lord Jesus Christ? Or do I worship other things in my life? It doesn't have to be Mary. It might be other things that we worship and give them the priority in our lives. May God help us not to give any priority over the Lord Jesus Christ and give him always the number one in our lives. One, uh, a couple of more points. They were wise men because they came not to get, but to give. Are we clear on that? Today the gospel seems to center so much around People say, what am I going to get out of it? Or what's in it for me? When I come to Christ, what am I going to get? No, my dear friends, Christianity is about giving and sacrificing. It's not about taking. It's not. We, the Corinthians in chapter 8 verse 5 in 2 Corinthians, Paul writing, he says, the believers there gave themselves first. Gave themselves. May God help us to give ourselves. Christianity is giving. And you know, we exchange gifts around Christmas. And we have a different spirit of giving. And people, people embrace a different kind of a charitable uh, Spirit, only for a while. Christianity is a sacrifice for lifetime. It's not for 15 days. It's not for one day. It's not during the Christmas season. Christianity is giving all the way until we get to heaven. First starts with ourselves. Giving ourselves to him. And then sacrificing everything to please him. These People in Corinth, 
they gave themselves first. Paul, they were collecting money for the needy people. But he said, what, what we saw in them, that they gave themselves first. And then he goes on and he says in chapter 12, And I will be very gladly, talking about himself, spend and being spent for your souls. And that's what Christianity is. To spend ourselves and being spent. They were expendable. And we should be. And we should be as long as God has given us this new life. To serve Him and honor Him. And one more point. They were wise because they looked for the King. Where is He that is born? What? King of the Jews. They were looking for a king. They were not looking for a child. If it were in a form of a child, fine. They knew they were in front of the king. And when you are in front of the king, what, what do you do? You prostrate yourself. What happened to them? They were all on their knees. Because they knew this is the king. And as we heard this morning, he is the king of kings. Not only the king. This is unique. You know, no earthly monarch nor a potentate is ever born a king. Do you know that? Do you know that? The king, if he has a son, what would they call him? Prince. Nowadays we have, we're reading about Prince Edward, right? And his engagement and so on. He's not a king. He hopes to be a king one day. But he, his mother was a queen. He was born a prince. Listen to this. Jesus Christ was born a king. That's the one we worship. We don't worship prince. We worship a king. For no one ever was a king before him. Nor ever shall be a king after him. From his lineage. There shall never be King Jesus II. How about that? Did you ever hear that? There will never be. He is the forever King of kings and Lord of lords. You know why there will never be King Jesus II? Because he lives forever. Take that and live on it and enjoy Christmas. The star that these wise men. And the Bible says, as believers, we are stars. In the book of Daniel, he mentions, we are stars in heaven. And as stars, we are here to turn many people into righteousness. Brothers and sisters, may the Lord make us stars in his firmament. To guide people to the true Messiah. To guide people to the Lord Jesus Christ. May each one be a star. In other words, his star. Leading men to the Savior's feet. And that's my, my prayer for each and every one of us. May Almighty God help us to be stars in the firmament of heaven. So we can lead people as 
the star of David led them to him. And do you know what? We don't read that the star kept on over Bethlehem. As soon as they arrived, the star was gone. We never read anything about the star. They saw it no more. And this should be the way with us. When we lead people to Christ, it's time for us to disappear and say, Lord, may you shine on them and you lead them and you are the only star that keeps shining forever and ever. We leave the ones for him. And you know what? They were wise, very, very, very wise in this good Bible study this afternoon that they did not go the same way they came. The Bible says they departed for their own country by another way. What a change in their lives. And you know, when we come to Jesus and when we take him as Savior, all our old ways are gone. And we will follow a new way. Isn't it? We follow a new way. They followed a new way. Once we have seen Christ and worshipped him. And uh, we should be going another way. Because we found the true meaning of life. We found Jesus. And our life has been changed. Their life has been changed. Their life has been touched by the king of kings. And they said, I, who is Herodias? Who is Herod the king? Who is that they? We're, we are going a different way. Herod is Satan himself. And he's no more a king to us. We have a new king now. And we will follow that king. And we will go and walk a new way in life. Ah, uh, let me tell you one thing. Uh, when you find Christ, you're no more the old creation. All things have passed away. Behold, a new way is there. You have found Jesus Christ. They found him and they didn't care about anything else. They will go by. The star is no more, means anything because they found the real star, the star of Bethlehem, Jesus Christ. May God help us during this Christmas season to be stars shining, bringing people to Jesus Christ and to know that our way is different than the world's way. And stay in it and follow it and you'll never regret it until we get there. And then we shall be with him forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that we are celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, that each and every one in this congregation would have the Lord born in his or her heart, will not leave this place, will not live a normal life until they experience the true salvation and the true birth of the Lord himself. Bless us. Give us a good week, Lord. It's a busy week for each and every one. We know it's going to be uh, wonderful when we celebrate Christmas, but help us not to lose the goal, the purpose that we are. Lights and stars in this world to bring people to know you and know him as a savior. Dismiss us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.